Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You work for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. What's up, America? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo right here, 17 blocks away from Madison Square Garden, broadcasting on 1210 WPHT Philly, the city of brotherly love. And, of course, it's Memorial Day weekend, and I want to always acknowledge the fallen. Uh, We don't celebrate that they died, but we celebrate the legacy of their lives for sure. Thank you for your service. If you've worn a uniform, if you're fallen, I salute you even more. And... Here it is, Memorial Day weekend. You guys are headed into a day off on Monday. And I want to jump into some headlines because there's a lot of news in very little time. We're going to have a couple of guests dialing in. And on a short program like this, a couple of guests takes up a lot of time. But I think they have an important message. One of them is going to talk about what they're doing to fight election fraud and uh, protect the integrity of elections. And this is a model they're working on in Michigan and how they could expand it in other states. Plus, We've got somebody calling in because what they do all year round, not just on Memorial Day, is serve the families of fallen soldiers. So we're going to talk about that. But first, I want to get into what's going on with this shooter, right? There's more news from the Uvalde. I always want to say Uvaldes, (laughs) the Uvalde uh, killer. And this is crazy. This one's uh, coming out of the New York Post on Friday. Listen to this. Heroic officer rushed into Uvalde school with a barber's shotgun to save his daughter and his wife. Now, you guys know I was a barber. So I just in reading this story, I think to myself, wow, imagine that. Imagine, you know, back in my barber days before I got into politics and government and media and whatnot. And somebody coming in for a haircut, you drape him with the cape. You put the little, you know, uh, neck towel on. And the next thing you know, he gets a text from his wife. Bing. I need help. There's an active shooter. The daughter, she's a teacher in the school. His daughter's a student in the school. So what does he do? Well, this guy rushes into action. He's an off-duty Border Patrol agent. And I'll I'll give you what they got in the post here because it's a fascinating story. Off-duty U.S. Customs and Border Patrol agent fearlessly rushed into the Robb Elementary School with his barber's shotgun. So apparently, I don't know if he has an off-duty weapon on him or not, but he grabs his barber's shotgun And he rescued dozens of children and his daughter after his wife texted him that there was an active shooter. Jacob Alvarado had just sat down for a haircut when he received the horrifying message from his wife, Trisha. She's a fourth grade teacher at the Uvalde, Texas Elementary School. And this is according to a report from The New York Times. There's an active shooter, quote, she writes in the text, help. She also sends the next text, I love you. He immediately leaped out of his seat, grabbed the barber's shotgun, and sped towards the school. His daughter is a second grader there, and she was locked inside a bathroom while his wife hid under the desk with her students. 
in another wing of the school at the same time, 18-year-old crazed gunman uh, Salvador Ramos, the killer, was opening fire, ultimately obviously killing 19 children and two teachers in the classroom that he was in. And on the other wing, you've got this off-duty border agent. So a tactical team was preparing to go into the school when Alvarado arrives. This guy's desperate to get to his daughter and his wife and get them out. So he makes a plan with the cops that are there to enter the school through a different entrance and evacuate as many students as possible. It goes on. He entered the wing of the school where he knew his daughter was located and he searched for her. He began clearing all the classes in her wing is what he told the New York Times. Two officers with guns drawn provided cover for him while other officers were guiding the dozens of hysterical children and teachers out onto the sidewalk. Now, Alvarado finally saw his eight-year-old daughter. Her name is Jada. That's actually my daughter's name, too. They uh, embraced, and he kept moving forward to bring more students to safety. He says, I did what I was trained to do. In a Facebook post, just after midnight on Wednesday, Alvarado said that one of his daughter's teammates and her friends were among the 19 students killed in a different classroom on, in a different wing of the school. So sad. Anyway, he goes on to say, I'm so angry, I'm saddened, and I'm grateful all at once. Only time will heal their pain, and hopefully changes will be made at schools all across the U.S., and teachers will be trained and allowed to carry in order to protect themselves and students. And that's his final quote on that. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You've got this guy running in while he's getting a haircut, and you've got others that are waiting for negotiators. And again, I'm not trying to fault the police. Uh, I, I, I realize everybody wants a bad guy, and I get that. Trust me, I get it. But I'm not going to jump on that bandwagon because I realize they work for the government. They have their hands tied. Some of them went in like this guy did. I'm sure others did the same. A couple of them got shot doing that. So we don't have the full story. I mean, if we find out it's like the guy at the Parkland shooting that, you know, pretty much abandoned ship. Uh, and that guy, I believe, got, ended up getting fired as the sheriff ended up getting voted out as well because certain things weren't handled right. Rightfully so. And, and we need to do better. 100% agree with that. On a similar topic, I'm wondering what your thoughts are. And, and text me uh, or um, email me at info at therichvaldez.com. That's therichvaldez.com, info at therichvaldez.com. And I'll read your comments on the air. But I, uh, I'm curious to know, what do you think about raising the age from 18 to, let's say, 21? Now, several things come to mind. One of the things that comes to mind is I wanted to drive to Florida one year. I think I was 20 years old or 19. I wanted to drive to spring break with my friends. I went to one of those rent-a-car places, and I was like, all right, yeah, I got the money. Here we go, because I was a barber, and I earned a ton of tips. So I was ready to rock and roll. And they were like, okay, sir, you have to be 25. You have to have an insurance policy, or you're going to have to buy. It, it ended up being this proposition that was just unaffordable, and I wasn't 25, and I think I needed a co-signer or something like that. So I couldn't do it. And I think to myself, interesting how you got to be 25 because of liability to, to rent a car, <laughs> but uh, you don't have to be to, to buy a gun. Now, I'm not saying that you need to be to buy a gun. Personally, I think you should be able to rent a car at 18, and I think you should be able to buy a gun at 18. You can serve this country at 18, uh, but it's a conversation I'm willing to have. I just don't know that these restraints on one Second Amendment right are even legit. Because I think, you know, if you've got a kid, let's say your son, your daughter, my daughter was shooting an AR-15 when she was 10 years old. 
At the same time, some New York Times reporter was writing an article about his trip to the shooting range and how he shot one, and the smell of sulfur reminded him of Hades and the deepest parts of hell, and the shell shock of each shell as it echoed through his body and reverberated. I mean, he was so dramatic and such a wuss. But there was my little schnookum. She was there, pap, 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 pap. So, again, I'm, I'm not against it. I just think yeah, it's a conversation I think we can have. I just think it's a non-starter of a conversation, but I'd like your opinion uh, because I'm not against it. I realize that the cerebral cortex doesn't fully form until you're 23 or 25 and boys mature slower than girls. So, you know, it's, again, a conversation I'm willing to have. But there are certain non-negotiables like really infringing upon the Second Amendment. However, we see that a lot, right? I grew up in Brooklyn. I live in Jersey. I'm broadcasting in Philly. And I, all I can say is, I don't see anybody packing heat in Jersey. Why? Because you've got to like prove that you have credible death threats every single time you renew your license every year to, to have a concealed carry in New Jersey. So this is uh, problematic. And one would say that these restrictions that they put on the Second Amendment in, the, in and of themselves are unconstitutional. So I'm interested in your thoughts on that. Get at me uh, on social media as well, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez. I also wanted to... Uh, get into this other story that I saw here. Where did it go? Where did it go? Really good story. Here we go. Uh, don't know how true it is. It's coming from the New York Times, but interesting headline. Documents shed light on secret U.S. plans for apocalyptic scenarios. New York Times. Uh, Charlie Savage, and this is from the 26th of May. Washington. Newly disclosed documents have shed a crack of light on secret executive branch plans for op apocalyptic scenarios like the aftermath of a nuclear attack, when the president may activate wartime powers for national security emergencies. Up until now, public knowledge of what the government puts into these classified directives, which invoke emergency and wartime powers granted by Congress or otherwise claimed presidents, have been limited to declassified descriptions of those developed in the early Cold War era an era where they included steps like imposing martial law, rounding up people that were deemed to be dangerous, and censoring news from abroad. That's what the old stuff said. What does the new stuff say? Now, it's not clear what's in the modern directives known as presidential emergency action documents because under the administrations of both parties, none have made these public or shown them to Congress. But the newly disclosed documents, which relate to the George W. Bush administration's effort to revise the draft orders after the attacks of September 11th, offer some clues. Several of the files provided to the New York Times by way of the Brennan Center show that they were focused on a part of the law that permits the president to take over or shut down communications networks in wartime. And this is obviously something that dates back to the Civil War. President Lincoln did this stuff. Back then, their communication was on horseback and through, you know, carrier pigeon, if you will, newspapers and the like. And he did shut down newspapers, which some are saying is stifling free speech, but something that's necessary in wartime. And that's why the president has these powers. This suggests that the government may have developed or revised, according to the article here, something that shows that in light of the explosive growth of the 1990s, something that might shut down the Internet. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the article goes on. It's very interesting. But my thought here is how much of this is legit? How much of it is speculation? What do you think happens in a doomsday scenario? I don't know. Honestly, I think the same thing. They shut down communications. They don't want you to hear from the enemy. They don't want you to hear anything except what you need to hear, especially in a martial law scenario, which we haven't experienced since the Civil War. So 
Very interesting stuff that have a glimpse into what Bush did. It doesn't give us a glimpse into what Biden did or anything like that. So I'd be very curious to see what Biden would want us to do. Interesting nonetheless. Anyway, straight ahead, we're going to sit down and have a quick conversation with Jamie Rowe is the spokesperson who's heading up an effort to protect the integrity of the vote in Michigan and protect voter ID. So I want you to hear what he has to say because I'm interested. And of course, it's Memorial Day, so we want to make sure we bring in somebody to talk about what we're doing for veterans. So Tom Kilgannon from the Alliance, Freedom Alliance, excuse me, freedomalliance.org. He's going to be joining us straight ahead up next. Anyway, more to come straight ahead. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out in the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade. At Baker's, we work with local farms right in our own backyard to bring you food that's fresher than fresh. From homegrown watermelon that makes your mouth water to crisp corn picked right around the corner. Come pick out some yourself because shopping for local produce should be as easy as shopping at your local Baker's. Baker's, fresh for everyone. And now shop what you love and save $2 on each participating item when you buy three or more with your card. Baker's, fresh for everyone. In times like these, it's so important that we focus on the facts. I always tell you to focus on the facts. I think you hear that everywhere you go, and that's because facts are irrefutable. It's the bottom line. It's the real deal. And in times like this of uncertainty, we need to rely on the facts. I get my facts from JustFacts.com. That's F-A-C-T-S, JustFacts.com. Go to JustFacts.com and sign up for their newsletter, JustFacts.com forward slash rich. Just put my name in there and you'll get it for free. JustFacts.com slash rich. This is America. He's making podcasting great again. This is America with Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S. Big shout out to everybody that is honoring and remembering the fallen on this Memorial Day weekend. And, of course, everybody listening on 1210 WPHT, thanks for joining the program. I want to bring in our guest, Tom Kilgannon. He's from the Freedom Alliance, and they're a nonprofit that focuses on caring for vets, getting around these vets, helping them. They help with scholarships. They help with wheelchairs. They help vets in so many different ways. And I want him to be able to have an opportunity to explain it way better than I could. So, Tom Kilgannon, welcome to This is America. Hey, Rich. It's great to be on the program. Thanks for having me. You got it, my brother. So let's jump right in. Tell us about, first of all, why did you get into a veterans group? You know, I've been with Freedom Alliance uh, going on 25 years. I am a civilian. I have not served in the military, but uh, I 
I have learned so much and, and developed such an appreciation for those who have, and everything that I've learned about those who serve in our nation's military has been through Freedom Alliance. But I got involved uh, because a, a friend called and uh, said he, he needed some help, and uh, I was honored to do it. And this was just a few years uh, prior to 9-11. And then, of course, once 9-11 came, uh, we really took off as an organization and were able to make a really big impact in a lot of lives uh, for those who've served our country. And, uh, you know, one of the ways that we do that, Rich, as you mentioned briefly, is through our scholarship program. These are We're providing college scholarships to kids who've had a parent who was killed or disabled in military service. Uh, this year, currently, we have 600 students who are on scholarship with us. Each year, we provide a little over $2 million uh, to help them, and we do that for two reasons. One, obviously, is to help them address the cost of a college education, which keeps rising year after year. But secondly, each of those scholarships represents a hero, and we want that student to know that their parent's sacrifice is never going to be forgotten by a grateful nation. And that's the uh, both the practical and the symbolic aspect of what we do with these scholarships, and it's just one aspect of what Freedom Alliance does. Excellent. And I agree. I think it's so important to, A, remind people the, the, the honor and the privilege that it is to serve and for people to uh, have given that ultimate sacrifice in their service. Uh, sometimes it's it's easy to say the least we can do is do X, Y, and Z, but you guys take it a step further and actually help with scholarships for their survivors and for their children and whatnot, and I think that's terrific. Uh, tell us a little bit about how, um, or if you could, share a story of maybe one of the most um, impactful in your career. What was one of those stories that had the biggest impact on you when you gave them a scholarship? Well, you know, Rich, there are so many, and uh, I think there are um, there are a number of times when we bring our students together because they don't just know each other. We want them to uh, meet and befriend others who have been through this similar situation, and so we have retreats where we bring our students together. We visit Arlington Cemetery. Many of their fathers, and in some cases their mothers, are buried there. And when you when you have the opportunity to sit with a Gold Star student, at their father's grave and put your arm around them and pray with them and mourn with them. That means so much. Uh, and it, it helps you to really understand the grief and the grief that carries through for so many years. I mean, you know, a lot of these kids lost their fathers when they were very young, you know, two, three, four, five years old. And when you're sitting with them at Arlington Cemetery, uh, they're, in, in their college years, maybe just graduated college, they're in their early to mid-20s, and they're still crying. They're still mourning. They, that loss doesn't go away. And we have to remember that as a country, that the, the wounds of war carry through for a long period of time, and uh, we, we have to be able to uh, continue to address uh, our Gold Star families and our wounded veterans and understand that just because the war is off the front pages, it's not out of their minds or out of their hearts. Yeah, well said, brother, well said. And again, we're on with Tom Kilgannon. He's the, uh, what is your position with the uh, organization? You're the president, right? I'm the president. That gets me a key to the executive washroom. <laughs> <laughs> right, but I'll tell you, I, I, you know, I, I have the opportunity to work with a tremendous team of professionals, dedicated people who do this work on our behalf, and it's an honor to uh, just, you know, lead them. Yeah, I didn't want to mistitle you. Uh, President at Freedom Alliance. And Tom, tell everybody how, if they want to learn more about what you're doing or get involved in what you're doing, 
How do they find you? How can they help? Sure. The uh, best way is through our website at freedomalliance.org. That's freedomalliance.org. And, of course, we're on Facebook and LinkedIn. You can find us there. We're regularly posting uh, what we're doing and, and how we're doing it, the partners we have, their uh, opportunities to contribute. And, and we welcome that because our support really comes from the American public, um, first and foremost. And uh, and every uh, every contribution means means something to us, and a lot of people like to uh, memorialize or remember their loved ones through their contributions to organizations like Freedom Alliance. Excellent, sir. We thank you for the work that you do, both with the scholarships, with uh, supporting veterans, with supporting the survivors' families, and, of course, uh, all of the advocacy, advocacy work that you've done throughout the years. Uh, Tom Kilgannon, thank you. Freedomalliance.org is the website. Tom, thank you so much for joining us on This is America. Rich, my pleasure. Thank you. Straight ahead, we're going to get into a little bit of a conversation on how to protect the integrity of the vote, and we're going to have a guest coming up on that. So don't move a muscle. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. And I want to talk about what's going on with the elections. There's a lot of uh, election news coming out of here, especially out of Pennsylvania, where the McCormick campaign is now suing so that they can count ballots that have no date on them. And as things continue across America, different organizations are trying to make sure that votes are secure. And not the least of which of those is SecureMichiganVote.org, SecureMichiganVote.org. And I've got the spokesperson, his name, Jamie Rowe, and um, he's going to tell us a little bit about what's going on with their campaign. Jamie? Hey, thanks, Rich. Um, Yeah, we are doing what we call a Citizens Legislative Initiative in Michigan, which uh, allows, our Constitution allows the people to write legislation, and in our case, this one, will put some teeth in our voter ID law here in our state to require that you show an ID before you vote. And if you don't have an ID, we'll help pay for an ID if you can't afford one. And uh, you can fill out an affidavit and vote, but your vote won't be counted until you come back and show your ID. So we, we, we put some real teeth in our voter ID law. We also, with the uh, expanding use of absentee ballots, uh, are requiring that your driver's license number be put on your absentee ballot application. Um, our driver's license file and our absentee in our in our voter file are basically based off each other. 
so they speak very well together, and it's a way to bring voter ID into absentee balloting. And we also keep the Zuckerbucks out of uh, uh, election administration. Tell us about that, because I think that's something that people really don't want to see happen, is people having kind of undue influence. And not just because we may not like what Zuckerberg was doing, but because some suggest that having that level uh, of influence over multiple organizations that were working with election authorities is the undue influence, not necessarily the unlimited amount of money that they're putting into the election. Yeah, well, what they were doing is they were funding certain aspects uh, that they liked that that turned out certain groups of voters that that wasn't sort of just money to help run the system, but it was to run certain parts of the system that helped certain groups of turn out certain groups of voters, which isn't the job of government and isn't the job of corporate uh, interest. Certainly not under the auspices of government. Now, if those corporations want to contribute funds to run get out the vote efforts on their own and report it under the law then feel free but you not you shouldn't be doing it under the auspices of government so we want to keep that special interest money out of government um it shouldn't be used to to uh fund the administration of elections in any way shape or form government should not be beholden to corporate special interests when they are administering an election period and our our bill would keep this out of uh, uh, the system altogether. And we have been opposed by the left, uh, something fierce. They actually sent the 1630 fund, which is a DC based, um, you know, sort of left-wing billionaire fund, uh, Soros money and so forth, has fully funded the opposition to us in Michigan. And they've actually been in here paying people do not circulate our petition. So the, so the professional petition circulator class, they pay them to not circulate our, our petition. They are now offering bounties to uh, paid circulators if they will basically rat on uh, people who, who are circulating uh, our petition. It, it's unbelievable. I've never seen it. I've been in politics for a long time in Michigan. I've never seen people go to lengths that these people are going to, to stop voter ID. And the fact of the matter is an independent poll was done last year in Michigan that showed that 80% of the people of our state supported exactly what we're doing with regard to voter ID. And that includes 60% of strong Democrats, 70% of African Americans. And and to say that that, we've been called racist, we've been called everything under the sun, and none of it's true. And I think these people on the left are out of touch with their voters, quite frankly. And uh, we are nearing the finish line here. Uh, we have to submit our petitions on June 1. Uh, if any of your listeners are, are, are in Michigan and they uh, have petitions in our petition in their hands, they should not mail it at this point, but go to securemyvote.org and find our drop-off hubs and take them there and drop them off uh, to, to your closest one. And we're going to submit these uh, middle of next week. And uh, at that point, it'll it, it, if our signatures are validated, it goes to the legislature, and we expect that the legislature would approve it, and then it would become law without Gretchen Whitmer's signature. All right. So, again, folks, we're on with Jamie Rowe. He's the spokesperson for SecureMyVote.org, and that's Secure M.I. as in Michigan. 
Uh, because obviously, if you guys pull this off in Michigan, this is going to be a model for what other states can emulate where they can secure their votes and protect the, the integrity of their vote with voter ID, but also, like you mentioned, keeping out the uh, Zuckerberg and other type of Soros type cash. Yes, absolutely. You know, we, we did this thing because we, we have seen in the last two elections where you had both sides, basically presidential elections, you've had both sides questioning the outcome of the election. It was the Russians hacked the vote in, in 2016 and then uh, the whole stop the steal movement that, that went on in 2020. And we wanted to bring forward common sense approaches that actually secure the vote that can give both sides more confidence in the outcome of the election. Because in a healthy Republican, smaller Republican form of government, you cannot have a healthy republic without people having confidence that the election result is accurate. And so all we're trying to do is bring about that security with broadly supported reforms that everybody should be able to embrace. And uh, we think we're going to be successful next week and uh, move this process forward. All right. But it is amazing how the left has worked to stop us. I, I don't doubt amazing. it. I don't doubt it. Let everybody know where they can go to support you, help you out, and um, you know, get behind you with this effort. Yes, it's it's securemivote.org. Find your local uh, drop-off petition site. You can help uh, uh, contribute to uh, uh, support the effort. And uh, this is just a group of grassroots citizens trying to uh, make our elections more secure, and we're going to get the job done. I appreciate that, Jamie Rowe, from securemivote.org. Godspeed to you. America's watching. Great. Thanks so much, Rich. Take care, brother. Thank you. More to come straight ahead. Don't move a muscle. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. This is America. The 45th President, Donald Trump, thinks it's an honor to speak with Rich Valdez. Oh, very good. It's an honor. Thanks, Rich. The honor is all yours. Conservative talk with a dash of sofrito. Now, here's Rich Valdez. All right, America, welcome back. Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo, wrapping it up uh, this Memorial Day weekend. Wishing you a great week, a great day off. And a couple of things I want to just, uh, housekeeping reminders, we have a one-on-one hour-long interview with Cash Patel, former prosecutor, former Pentagon uh, chief of staff, and he um, weighs in on what's going on with the Michael Sussman trial. So I want you to check that out. It's on the podcast feed. Make sure you check it out at odyssey.com or iHeart, um, iHeartRadio, excuse me, and your podcast app, however you listen. Just make sure you do. It's a really enlightening interview. He gives his feedback on what he believes is going to happen to Hillary Clinton and a couple of other things. So don't miss that. We also have a one-on-one with James Agresti, the president of Just Facts, JustFacts.com. They're terrific, uh, breaking down so much of what's going on with COVID because that's apparently still a thing. And they're trying to say it's monkeypox, but monkeypox is really shingles in some situations. They're reporting that. Uh, but I'm not minimizing that monkeypox is a thing. I'm sure it's a thing. Thankfully, I don't have it. I don't think you have it. Uh, very few people actually do have it. And uh, so far, it seems curable. I'll tell you what we're not talking about. Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That stuff is funny stuff. It's great to watch on TV. He's really comical, uh, but not something I'm going to get into. I hope that's okay with you. Just not for me. I get into silly stuff. I talk about stuff like this here on Fox 5. Chili's restaurants are now using robot servers to make 
people's jobs easier. They say it's easier for the worker, but some say, no, nope, they're just bringing in the androids. They're bringing in the cyborgs. They're bringing in the robotics. They're using artificial intelligence to replace people. Yeah, that's kind of what it was. I mean, we used to use people as slaves, right? They, they built the pyramids and whatnot, and then we replaced them with horses and buggies, and we replaced the horse and buggy with the Model T, with the Ford engine. We created the automobile, and you know, then the tractor trailer, and everybody gets replaced. Once upon a time, there was a guy that delivered ice, the ice man and the milkman. Both of those guys got replaced. Nobody delivers ice anymore because we came up with electric uh, refrigeration. So technology does replace jobs. I'm not saying I'm for it or against it. I'm just saying it to me. It's a matter of fact. I don't think we could sit here and just complain and say, oh, but they're replacing everybody with robots. Nobody's going to have a job anymore. I mean, you could say that, but what, does it do anything? I mean, are we supposed to not use technology? I don't know. You let me know at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez. And if you're thinking, what's this at Rich Valdez with an S? What am I going to do with that? What, what am I supposed to do? Go on the internets? on the interwebs, and I go there and I type stuff. What are you talking? Come on, you're crazy. A lot of people tell me that. Or I say, hey, check out the podcast. And they're like, what's the podcast? What is that? Tell them it's like radio whenever you want. <laughs> oh, it's cool. But they don't want to get rid of their track phone, flip phone. <laughs> they want to hold on to, to yesteryear, and I get it. Listen, I don't want Big Brother watching me any more than you do, but there are certain things I think you have to, to give a little bit because if you don't give, where are, you, where are we going to be? Where are we at without technology? But anyway, this robot is going to be greeting you at the door when you visit Chili's Grill and Bar. Look at that. Some of the most biggest, most difficult tasks are carrying heavy dishes back and forth to the kitchen, walking back and forth a thousand steps an hour or more. That's huge volumes. Now, this is the uh, vice president of innovation, Wade Allen, telling Fox News Digital that the robot is really going to help workers. I'm thinking it's really going to replace bussers. That's really what it's going to do. But it is what it is. Their robot is never going to call out sick. Their robot's never going to give an attitude or complain about tips. Their robots may get some complaints from, you know, Karens that are out there. But for the most part, it's a safe bet. And I get it. I truly do. I don't necessarily agree with it, but I get it. I like to be able to ask the busser who comes to the table and say, hey, could you ask the waiter to come over? I'd like to see the dessert menu or I'd like to know, you know, whatever. I don't even need a lot of dessert. But the point is, you can't talk to a robot. It's impersonal. In a restaurant, it may be efficient for them, but I think it's going to be a little bit cold for the consumer. Speaking of technology, Elon Musk says, bring on the recession. It's going to bankrupt the losers. And by that, he means it's a good thing because it's going to hurt unproductive work from home people and foolish business owners that he says deserve to go bankrupt anyway. Elon Musk, 50 years old, said it would be a good thing for a recession because it's been raining money on fools for too long. <laughs> That's funny. This is in the Daily Mail. He also said that it would harm work from home people. And the COVID stay at home stuff has tricked people into thinking that you don't actually need to work hard. It's a rude awakening, he tweeted. Yeah, I got to tell you, I am part of that work from home crowd at times. And I don't always enjoy it. People, you know, I tell people, oh, you know, I have a radio studio in my house. They're like, wow, that's so cool. And I'm thinking, I don't have producers in my house. I don't have any offices in my house. Um, I don't have anything that you would have in an office environment or in a radio studio other than the ability to transmit and broadcast a program. So yeah, we can edit stuff. We can create stuff. Uh, all that's there, but I can't, you know, I look at Mr. Producer when I do the Mark Levin show, I look at him through a screen. Now he's somewhere, Mark somewhere, I'm somewhere. It's a really interesting thing. Can't high five anybody. 
Can't say, hey, you want a slice of pizza? I ordered a pie. You can't do any of that. It's all out the window. And the best part of doing radio, people don't know, because people think you just trap yourself in a room and you talk. It's not really like that because there's a glass window and you see through. There's a control room. And in the control room is a producer and a board operator and a call screener and people that you work with. And, you know, as you're here doing your thing and maybe you want to test out some shtick, you see their reaction. They look at you and they're like, what are you saying? That was corny. You know, or they laugh and it's a knee slapper. And you know, hey, I scored. I did something good. So this is what I'm talking about. You don't get any of that human feedback. You don't get any of that human interaction. All of that goes out the window when you are remote. And that's not cool. Netflix is laying off employees. And guess what? Their employees don't trust them. Duh. Obviously, that woke stuff always catches up to people. Very few people can survive with the woke stuff. And there's an article here in the Financial Post. Why chickens are getting more expensive from Manhattan to Malaysia. This is according to Bloomberg. Chicken's the most consumed meat in the world. But from the United States to Singapore, consumers are finding that it's more expensive than before to get their hands on one. While it's not the only food product seeing a huge surge in prices, it means more pain for consumers as the costs of their favorite dishes like fried chicken and buffalo wings are jumping as well. I recently heard somebody give a, a commentary on television. The guy owned a wings place, and he was saying that he's charging $27, but he really should be charging $34 for a dozen wings because that's how much the price of chicken has gone up because there are processing plants that have burnt down and closed down, some mysteriously, some not. There's also avian flu that went through a bunch of birds. I think as many as 5 million chickens were slaughtered because they were ill. But of course, they want to blame the war in Ukraine because the war in Ukraine is really uh, the biggest uh, pr producer of chicken. People say we get chicken feed from there. But guess what? I'm from the United States. In the United States, there is no shortage of corn in this country. And that's what so many chickens eat. There's no shortage of wheat in this country. Wheat and corn, that's what makes chicken feed. We don't have a shortage of that stuff. And we've really never report, uh, imported Ukrainian grain. It's not a major import in the United States. It kills me when I read this stuff because people think you're really, really stupid. But the bird flu is a thing. Inflation is obviously a thing. Gas prices that are on the rise like crazy, that's obviously a thing. You put that all together and what was once the cheap meat is now no longer the cheap meat. Lo and behold. Thank you, Joe Biden. Thank you, Joe Biden. Here we are. We have the country with the uh, most unwed single moms. The country with the most obesity. The country with the most drug addiction. And there's so many others where we come in first place. Joe Biden is hurting America. He's systemically destroying America. And it's just heartbreaking to me to see it happening so damn fast. And most of us are just like stuck like a deer staring at headlights, not sure exactly what we can do to stop him other than get him out of office. And that's the number one part. The woman from Arizona, she's uh, running for office, Carrie Lake. She made such a impactful statement the other day that I heard. And I thought it was great impact because I feel like sometimes you've got to go that far. And she said, if you have to sleep next to the damn ballot box where you deposited your ballot, you do that. And I thought that is the level of commitment that we need, whether it's protecting the integrity of our elections, whether it's honoring veterans uh, on this Memorial Day and especially the fallen and their families and their survivors. 
Whatever the task at hand is, Joe Biden figures out a way to ruin it. And we have to make sure that we inoculate ourselves. We got to get the vaccine from Biden to protect us from Biden, because ultimately it's Biden that's really messing things up. So how do we do it? I think we have to do things we've never done in order to get results we've never had. And it's going to take people thinking out of the box, doing things that we wouldn't normally do, being clever, being frugal, being industrious. There's this uh, real estate investor. He's all over the Internet and whatnot, a guy named Grant Cardone. This is not a commercial for him, but it was interesting. I've seen him through the YouTube and through social media and whatnot. And every now and again, he says things that I think are fascinating. And one time he said, you know, I was talking to a social media and he's got like this Texas uh, drawl. You know, he said, I was talking to the social media manager and he tells me, you know, man, I think you're tweeting too much. I think you're tweeting too damn much. And I said, why on earth would I establish this platform where bunches and bunches of people follow me? And then all of a sudden, I'm not going to tweet to them every second. These are free commercials for me, man. If they don't like it. They don't have to read it. But I'm going to tweet it. I'm going to tweet every 30 seconds if I can. And I thought, I love the way he breaks the rules and says, yeah, you know what? Who cares about your content strategy? I'm doing this. Another really clever thing that he said once uh, in the business world was about a book he wrote. He wrote a book. And he proofread it, and he's like, yep, ready to go. And went to a publisher, and they're like, well, it's going to, you know, we have to review it. We have to do this. We have to figure out a marketing plan. He said, for what? This is timely now. Just put it out. And they said, nope, we're not going to do that, sir. And he said, you know what? I'll put it out myself. So he puts it out himself, and he finds out he's got, like, I don't know, 47 spelling errors in, just in the first chapter. And, and he said, you know what? And I still sold 400,000 copies of it. <laughs> and I thought, I-, I love his thinking. He said, I made money. Next run, we corrected them, and we kept moving. And I love the way he thinks. And I recently saw him on a uh, like a reality show where you have to be an entrepreneur and kind of bootstrap your way into something. And I forget the name of it. Otherwise, I'd mention it. And it was really cool because they gave him, I think, $75 for the first task. And it was like getting from one city to another overnight. So one contestant goes and takes the $75 and says, you know what, I'm going to go to a $60 a night hotel and use the $15 to travel, maybe grab something to eat and get there tomorrow, walk if I have to. The next person um, came up with a similar plan, but they found a cheaper place to stay. It was a real budget motel, I think 40 bucks a night, so they had $35 left over. And this guy, Grant Cardone, as I remember it, he goes to a place that sells RVs, and he tells the guy, hey, listen, I need help. I need a place to stay, and... This doesn't look like a bad place. <laughs> How could you help me out? And the guy says, well, you know what? We've been having some break-ins in the lot at night. If you don't mind keeping your ears and eyes open, give me a call if you hear something. Uh, you could stay here tonight, no problem, for free. And there, and there, there he is. He's doing the dance of joys and explaining how you have to be clever in order to, to build your business. You have to be smart. And I think that's the same approach that we have to use to do what we have to do with America. We've got to go that extra mile, be industrious, think about it, sleep in the trailer, do what has to be done in order to uh, sleep next to that ballot box to protect your vote, to make sure that America is headed in the direction that it's going, to make sure that America is headed in the right direction. Anyway, that's all I got. Make sure you join me next Saturday at noon as well as Sunday mornings at 6 and I will be hosting the Jim Bohannon Show nationwide, hundreds of stations, millions of listeners. I will be guest hosting that. He's off, so check me out on that program as well. Hasta la próxima. Until the next time, I am Rich Valdez, and this is America. This is America. 